0: The following program, the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by AccuNet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of AccuNet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AcuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's David Wickert and Tim Holtman.
1: I'm a house in the middle of- Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert, managing owner at Acunet Mortgage, along with brother in law and senior loan consultant Tim Holdman. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, David. And uh happy Mother's Day to the many to my wife Christy, to mom. Yeah. Becky. To Becky. To my mom, Janet. I'm
2: sure you're listening right now. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. Love you. Uh, happy Mother's Day to my wife and mother of my two kids and your sister, yeah. Grace
1: Holdman. Yeah.
2: All right. Did we get everybody? I think we did. Okay. If uh,
1: not, they're going to tell us. Yeah. All the other moms out there. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. I'm going to the Brewers game later. That's how we're celebrating uh, Mother's Day. Awesome. Not by uh, by Christy's choice. So. Wow. All right. Good for her. So, yeah, with, exactly. With, with Jack? No, just the two of us. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> all nice. good. Awesome. All right. So uh, here's what's on uh, today's... Agenda, I'm going to say. We've got, as Dad, I think, always likes to do, um, agenda busting. Not agenda. Uh, that is our agenda. Headline busting. Headline busting. Uh, to start out. Then I've got a story about, uh, this is a real headline. Tim, this week I saved a borrower, a home buyer, $9,000. Whoa. And, and that's a real number. And I want to tell everybody how exactly we did that. And then you've got a story. What did you say before we started? Uh, Uh, The difference between uh, knowledge and intelligence.
2: Uh, Heavy. I got a customer who's a really smart guy, uh, but admittedly didn't know that much about mortgages. So he raised his hand, and uh, we're going to talk about that later in the show
1: as well. All right. So I want to start with, so the big news this past week was inflation. On Wednesday at 7.30 in the morning central, the consumer price index report came out from the bureau of labor statistics which is a department or subdepartment of the department of labor and their headline was hurrah inflation year over year was only 4.9% only only 4. Hey that's come down yeah basically almost half maybe a little more than half at this point from yeah. its highs Middle of last year, right. And as Dad likes to remind everyone, the thing that the Federal Reserve is trying to fight is inflation. Correct. And the way that they do that, the week before, they turned the one dial on their desk up by another quarter percent. Right. Which everyone was expecting. Expecting for the most part. Yeah. The interesting thing, though, is that now, so the Fed funds rate is the one that the Fed uses. That's yeah. the only rate I don't want to say the only rate, but it is it's, the most primary rate that they control. They have direct control over that lever. The, yeah. Exactly. That Fed funds rate is now at five and an eighth. Right. And so kind of now for the first time since inflation started rearing its ugly head, that Fed funds rate is above above inflation. What inflation actually yes. is. Right. So that's good news. Yeah. Or we have crested the Mountain, and we can see the other side, I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone is declaring victory no, yet. No, no. No one is saying, we beat inflation. Well, okay, let me just get real wonky for a second. One of the biggest influences on big inflation numbers has been owner's equivalent rent, which is housing. Oh, sure. Okay. And they use lease agreements to inform some of that. And so part of why the reason why this number is coming down, the headline number, is is because if you sign a lease a year ago, right. it was at the peak of inflation. And now new leases aren't increasing by such a number. Yeah, So that headline number has started to come down. Okay, I'll take off my nerd hat now. I'm saying both from Chair Powell's remarks last week and uh, Fed Open Market Committee participants continue to say nobody gets to declare victory yet. But we are coming to the other side of... The yeah, inflation, we been, we hope, we think. It's been positive steps, for sure. A deceleration. Yeah. So that's that was a great headline. Uh, and mortgage rates have been, r- remained favorable. Yeah. I guess the, the one um, thing on the horizon is the whole debt limit thing, which I don't even want to get ceiling, into because yeah. anyone who claims they know what's going to happen <laughs> if we get to or past that date is flipping a coin. <clears throat> and ultimately, guess what? It's not going to stop home shoppers from getting out there and looking for a place. Uh, So that was positive news. Inflation, we continue to lose less. No, we're winning slowly. (laughs) We're we're winning winning bit by bit, bit by bit. Exactly. So the other headline that uh, that I saw was and we've said for many weeks, months, years, uh, dad likes to keep track of this Fannie Mae. Sentiment index, yeah, which is like the how do home shoppers and uh, home buyers and home sellers right. how do they feel? Anyone in the housing market, either as a buyer or a seller, right? Yeah. And although I've tried to poke at all of this, you know, they try to l- put together some legitimate numbers. They ask a lot of people. You know, it's not just like eight people on the sidewalk. Yeah, they're asking hundreds and hundreds of people to try to come up with this um, number, and home buyers, there's two There's two headlines to this. One, they are anticipating, or there was an increase in the number of people who are anticipating that mortgage rates will come down. Hold that thought. And the second piece of this is that their home buyers who think it's a good time to buy, that also increased, increased month over month. I will give you the specific numbers and why i'm gonna you know poke at those numbers (laughs) because some of it is i'm setting myself up for a punchline here after this first break you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on am620 wtmj
0: home buying advice from the guys who know it best this is the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on wtmj Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage
1: and Realty Show Mother's Day edition. I'm David here with Tim. Good morning. Uh, Tim, I was telling you before our first break uh, about the Fannie Mae Sentiment Index. So here's the headlines. Last month, well, March, 20% of respondents think it's a good time to buy a home. Right, which means 80% don't. Uh, It's a plurality. (laughs) Some... Think it's a bad time, and there's a middle group who are like indifferent, neutral, neutral. Neutral. Fair enough. Okay, so it was 20%. Now that's gone up to 23% of respondents think it's a good time to buy in April when Fannie Mae was measuring. The funnier one of these is in March, 12% of consumers expect mortgage rates to go down. That was March. Yeah. And it's gone up to. In April. Now, 22% yeah. of prospective home shoppers think rates will come down. My note to myself was, I think all of those people work in the mortgage industry. <laughs> or know somebody who works in the mortgage industry or something like that. Because I would just be curious. These are just regular people, plumbers, doctors. Oh, yeah. You I, know, just people right. out in the world being just like... Just hearing stuff, reading yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. rates are coming down. Yeah, or they're, they're going to. They're, they're going to come down. I, to which I'm like, awesome. D- yeah. D- uh, where where did you hear that? <laughs> uh, and, and so I guess, okay, so optimism is good. But really what's the determinant for our local market here in the Milwaukee area, it's great that buyers are becoming, I guess I would, they're becoming less pessimistic. Yeah. But the key in all of this is, well, what do sellers think? Correct. Yeah. Because as dad and I have talked for weeks, it's... Uh, a dearth of listings and by, by 30 some percent. So uh, it's great that buyers are becoming more optimistic. That just means instead of 10 offers on a house, there might be 12.
2: Yeah. What we really want is more sellers to become optimistic and, and start listing more of their homes for sale, because the problem isn't that there are a lack of buyers. There's plenty of those mm-hmm. out there. So if more of them become optimistic enough to put their, you know, uh, had in the rain and you know want to go out and buy a house, we also need more sellers raising exactly. their hand to sell. Because otherwise, to your point, it's like, okay, great. Instead of 10 offers, now there's 12 or 13 offers. There's still too many buyers and not enough sellers. Uh,
1: we've reported in weeks before that there are mortgage professional people who think that's like 55 is the magic number. For offers? Uh, no, or, sorry, 5.5% oh. on the 30-year. Yeah. We're not there yet. We're well, close. Yeah, we'll if you, you could pay an arm and a leg and half your other arm if you wanted to get to <laughs> yeah, five and a half. On, we can do five and a half percent Yeah, today. and the APR on that is like 5.8. Yeah. Uh, we're not there yet. And what? I guess I'm just skeptical of, oh, yeah, we get to 5.5 and then suddenly the a bunch of sellers like, yeah. open up their garage, walk out to the front and stick the for sale sign in their yard. Yeah, I don't think so. Although yeah. this week... You know, again, Acuna had a bumper crop. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we're helping people oh, get absolutely. accepted offers. Well,
2: and what's funny is I think that, uh, especially from a seller's perspective, their sentiment on where rates are is, frankly, probably more important than where rates actually are. You know, it's it's more about do they think it's... <laughs>
1: Feeling no, optimistic. Absolutely, because
2: it's like, you know, unless they're talking to a mortgage professional and getting hard quotes, you know, so many things can influence rate, credit score, uh, loan size, Loan to value ratio. Right? Yes. Loan length, 15 year versus 20 versus 30. I mean, there's so many things that affect their given rate a person will get. It's more just about, oh, you know what? I think it's a feeling, truly. It's, I, as a seller, I think rates are good enough now where I'm comfortable selling so I can turn around and
1: buy. I'm, as I talk to, you know, my clients, some of it though is, I guess we're talking mostly about maybe we'll call them fringe buyers. For sure. Yeah. As opposed to core buyers are like,
2: I have they're a, going I have for a it. reason.
1: Yeah, they're going for it no matter what. It's a reason that has n- nearly nothing to do with rate, and right. I am going to buy this house. Correct.
2: Yeah, I've got, uh, and maybe we can talk about this in the, the next no, segment. Tee it up. But I, I've got customers buying down in Illinois. They moved for a job change, and they sold a home in Pewaukee, gave up their 3% rate because they had to because they had to move, and they were renting for a few months while looking for a home. And they, they were sick of renting. They hated it. And they found a place, and, you know, the rate was obviously not, it was almost twice as the rate as what they had in mm-hmm. their Wisconsin home, but they're buying anyways. Well, can I say it another way? Yeah. The job, the new job, was more important Absolutely.
1: than the rate on the old house. Yeah.
2: And we've, you know, we're doing a temporary rate buy-down for them because they asked for seller credit. Uh, so oh, maybe slick. we can talk about that, too.
1: Uh, I'm sure you and A tool and, and, in the toolbox. Yeah. You and
2: Brian have, I'm sure, brought that up in previous for shows. Sure. But- The bottom line is life reasons are the things that are going to drive the the hardcore buyers. And that's not going to have too much to do with.
1: I have two clients both moving uh, one from California to Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what the rate is, (laughs) they're they're moving. And another one uh, coming for international. Oh. They've been, uh, they're educators. Sure. They're international and they're coming home. Again, it doesn't, as I've said before, you can't refinance the house you don't own. Yeah. And so for any of our listeners, It's not to think of the, not that we can guarantee that you can refinance in the future, but it's to think about, okay, I got this pile of money. And I said to a client this week, my Acunet's job or any of your loan consultant's job is how can we make this pile of money called your mortgage smarter, sharper, and cheaper over time? Absolutely. But But thing number one is buy the house. Right. When we come back from this break, I want to hear about your client who you were, We were saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. The teacher was Tim here, and I want to hear about your student when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ.
0: Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ.
2: Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Uh, This is... Senior loan consultant Tim (laughs) Holdman, uh, co hosting with David Wickard. Brian is uh, out of the country for the next couple of weeks, so we will be your radio hosts. Uh, David, before the break, um, we were talking about uh, how uh, a lot of customers come to us who are extremely smart, intelligent people. Yeah. uh, Just like many of our listeners that I'm sure are tuning into the show. All of our listeners, Tim. Come on. All of them. But there's a difference between knowledge and intelligence. And I, uh, I wanted to... Hold on, let me take a drink on that one. I <laughs> wanted to share a story uh, of uh, a customer that was just referred to me this past week from another one of my uh, clients. Yeah. Uh, and this guy, is uh, he works for the Medical College of Wisconsin. He's an extremely smart, knowledgeable guy in, in his field. But he called me up and literally one of the first things he said was, Tim, I'm not a numbers guy. I, I've never bought a home before. Uh, I'm having a hard time making sense. You need me to of, cut
1: you open. I can do that. I can rescue your life, right. but not a oh, spreadsheet. I told
2: him right away. I was like, you for sure are smarter than me with the level of education you've gone through to do to the, the work that you do every day. Yeah. But clearly from a knowledge perspective, you know, I was the, the teacher quote unquote in, in the mortgage space yeah. and he was the student and he raised his hand. He's like, Tim, I, I'm, he was already pre-approved with another lender okay. and had an accepted offer and it was it was crunch time he needed to pick who he was going to get his money yeah you're on the clock yeah exactly and he had he had contingencies to meet in his contract and he's like i'm having a hard time understanding my options my friend said he trusted you you know can we sit down and look at you know these numbers together i said absolutely mm-hmm. we we did a go to meeting that afternoon that lasted wait wait wait
1: what's a go to meeting
2: go to meeting is a, a nifty tool uh, everyone does it now i think in a post covid world but we've been doing it for years yeah. where we can direct you to our website, and if you have a web browser, we can share our screen with you as loan consultants so that instead of us just shouting numbers at you uh, verbally. <laughs> I'm the same way, by the
1: way. Oh, like, talking numbers, learning? I'm like, Ugh,
2: what? Can yeah. you say it again? But looking, yes. seeing numbers? Exactly. Highlighting things, changing things based on their questions and feedback, it's it's the best. So we, we did that for literally over an hour. A
1: hungry student, it sounds like. Yeah. Wanted to learn.
2: Yeah. and I
1: My know, joke in this version of this is... A Plumber I was like I have no idea if I if you wanted me to do plumbing in your house. I have no I have no yeah, idea
2: exactly No, and, and I, I told
1: him that I was like I would be
2: completely lost if I even tried to scratch the surface of what you know about your profession Yeah, right, so and it's not even that we're trying to prove how much we know we're trying to take our knowledge and simplify it into a way that makes sense for someone who's never had to buy a home before right first time homebuyer Yeah, first, okay first time home buyer. so we we looked at a, a bunch of mortgage options and and you you know this the, the way we format our numbers is that we itemize everything down to the dollar. We don't try to hide, no. yeah, you know how we're getting to a total number of what someone needs to bring to the closing table to buy a house. And uh, you know he even shared with me the numbers he had preliminarily gotten from the other lender, and we were able to compare and contrast uh, those those numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple interesting things that came out of that. Number one, the other lender was. Uh, way off on their escrow contribution for what needed to be in the escrow at closing to make sure that taxes and insurance yes to make sure that the taxes would be paid at in at the end of the year in december
1: that's a whole chapter of the book of education by the way if you really want to nerd out on mortgage things well but it's worth anytime there's just like hey what's that number well and and he again he's a sharp guy he's like hey the
2: the total number he's like your loan costs are lower than this other lender but their total number of funds needed at closing is somehow still lower than yours. How can that be, Tim? I was like, Ah, oh, great question. I will tell you. Yeah, it's because they, at least on this, and it wasn't even a loan estimate. It was a kind of a worksheet that they had sent him. Uh, they what's had, less than an estimate? A loan sticky note. Yeah, it, basically. Yeah, a one step above that. Yeah, and they they had like four thousand dollars short of what I actually knew needed to be in their escrow account. You know, to to fund it at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing we figured out together is we we did a I I basically matched my scenario to the one he had gotten from the other lender so same loan size same loan length you know everything yeah. the same right we were three eighths of a percent better in rate and eight hundred dollars cheaper in upfront closing costs and on the size of this loan every year that would have saved him about seventeen hundred dollars in interest because it was a big loan yeah what's funny is that and you know maybe we can save this for after the break but Showing that our options were better wasn't really even the thing that made him decide to go with me at the end of the day for the mortgage What do you mean? It was more about the education piece and explaining and, and making him confident and comfortable Oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah With the mortgage. I mean, I think the, I cher- mean, the well, cherry that's, on that's It's the
1: double whammy. It's, yeah. uh, I've got a, I'm going to educate you better and a
2: better deal Right, but I mean, this is a big purchase, and he was admittedly, I think, just... You know, maybe nervous isn't the right word, but just he wanted A trepidation. Yeah. He wanted to have someone uh, who he knew could guide him through the process of the whole, you know, the whole home purchase. Right. And, and certainly the, the loan approval. So we're just at the beginning of it. We got
1: the ball rolling this past week. Uh, because it sounds like he's a slam dunk down payment and income wise. Uh, yes. So really it was a matter of education. Yes. He, he knew he's like, you, I can do this. Literally
2: he could get the mortgage from anywhere. And I told him that like, this isn't a matter of, can you get the loan? Cause anyone, I, I was like, if I had the money personally, I'd lend it to you. Yeah. Like he was that well qualified. Holdman bank. Yeah, why not? Anyways, after the break, we'll tie up this story. And then, David, I think you had a story of. uh, I
1: saved a borrower $9,000 this past week. We should definitely talk about that. Time to turn it over to Wyatt
0: at the 24 hour news desk. Wyatt, over to you. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All
1: right, Tim. So I've got. I'm going to call maybe this segment and the next couple for the rest of the show Smart Mortgage. Because I've got three different buyers, all with accepted offers, thinking about, okay, what is, you want a mediocre mortgage, call your bank. Sure. If there's a skyscraper and you want a mediocre mortgage, call them. <laughs> it, no, let me frame it a different way. If you just want someone, uh, if you just want to
2: tell someone what mortgage you want and they just spit it right back out at you, go go to your bank.
1: Exactly. And, well, and that can be dangerous. Dad told the story a couple weeks back of like, <laughs> you know, you go to bank.com and you Punch in your info for a pre-approval and then it turns out to not be true. So that's dangerous by itself. Yeah. But so my first story, and I, I'm not being sassy. I literally saved the customer nine thousand dollars in closing costs. Nice. Because we designed the mortgage better. So this is a story about how, how did you do that, David? Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're Ed McMahon, I think, in that story. <laughs> so uh in preparing the mortgage so they got the accepted offer these two people salary jobs let's just i'm going to make it easy they both make eighty thousand dollars in salary sure superb income mortgage lending though is a lot like basketball if you win by one or 21 it's still a win it's
2: past i, I the way i describe it is qualifying for a mortgage is literally pass fail you don't get how'd extra, you think uh, i got through college no yeah. i'm kidding come on C's get degrees <laughs>
1: So, so for them, I could I use both of their incomes, both of their salaries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but so you're ready, ready yeah, for this one? I already know where you're going. One of the borrowers had a qualifying credit score of six seventy seven. Yeah. Tim, tell me why that's kind of why'd you go? Ugh. It's just it's not great. Uh, it's, well, and pricing is based on um, one of the um, factors. Among many things, it's based on credit score. Credit score. Yeah. So, like you said. Ugh. But as I kept looking at at how to pull this all together, together they were super duper qualified. Mm-hmm. But you can do this thing where I literally I zeroed out one of their salaries. Yeah. And with g- using just one of their salaries, we had a debt to income ratio that was still below the fifty percent of your pre tax income. So they still qualified. So they with still qualified salary. with just one salary. Tim, what is the magic of, and now they are at or below, at this $80,000 salary I was using as an example?
2: Were they first-time homebuyers? Yes, they were. So they, I'm sure, were under 100% of the area median income mm-hmm. limit, which is, uh, basically allows them to waive all of the loan-level price adjustments, a.k.a. Yes. things that make their rate and closing costs worse.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So. By using, had they called mediocre mortgage, yeah, they would just
2: been like, here, oh, you have you plugged in this data for both your income, okay, here's your rate and and your loan. Yeah, they
1: would have been stuck. Um, I'll try to say it a different way. If they had called mediocre mortgage, they would have said, oh, sorry, your credit score is six seventy seven. Well, it costs it costs you know this much at this rate. Yeah, but because they called Smart Acunet Mortgage, we. The kind of the way that this works is if you meet certain criteria, it's as if you don't have 677 credit. It's as if like, I don't care what your credit score is right? because you fit within the box for the special home buyer program. Well, it's as if you have 800 yeah. credit. Well,
2: do you know what's amazing is that with the recent changes to the LLPAs that came out just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I've even been doing this for customers with really good credit. Because yeah. there are still some LLPAs now. Unfortunately, for people loan
1: level price adjustments
2: yeah, for thank you for people with seven hundred and forty and even seven hundred and sixty credit at, at certain down payment uh, amounts. Amounts. So I had two buyers uh, who both had I think seven hundred and forty credit mm-hmm. and very good. Yeah, and and the way I did it with them is one borrower had uh, a little bit more of their own debt to their name individually than the other. So I actually lined it up where we used only one person on the mortgage entirely.
1: On the application itself. Yes, on the
2: application. They were both on title, both jointly going to own the home together, mm-hmm. and they were both buyers. The other person is going to have to sign the note of the mortgage at closing. But we just strategically, again, because it's pass-fail, we only used one person <laughs> on the application. We're not going to name our mortgage company Pass-Fail Mortgage, by the way, <laughs> although that would be interesting. That would be a great name, Pass-Fail Mortgage. But anyways, we and then that got them underneath that, you know, uh, Income limit to waive all those loan level price adjustments. So, and you know, I I try to explain. There's nothing shady or, or weird about this. This is just frankly us being smarter. This is design. Yeah, this is designing the mortgage in order to get you the best possible deal. Because why? Why that'd would be a you great not? name,
1: designer mortgage. Designer. <laughs> well,
2: because boutique I, mortgage.
1: I've been standing on my metaphorical chair now for weeks and months. Yeah. That, if you, uh don't have a smart mortgage practitioner, you will literally and in the case of my client, they would have paid nine thousand more dollars in costs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For and, the same and, rate. And, and and or a rate that was just a half to
2: a full percent higher. Right. Which is like you're either going to pay higher costs up front or you're going to pay it over the you know, over the monthly payment stretched out due to the higher rate. Either way, it's more money spent by you because of frankly, not having someone at Acunet, you know, really digging down into Designer mortgage. Yeah. Designing the best mortgage game plan for you. All right. So
1: continuing on this theme of don't call mediocre mortgage, call smart Acunet mortgage. I want to tell a story about a client who started at 20% down, and then he must be a mortgage banker in training because then he arrived at 10% down, Mm. and I'll tell you why. Sounds More on
0: the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ important home buying questions and answers you can count on this is the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on wtmj welcome back to the acunet mortgage and realty
1: show i'm david wickert that's tim holdman over there mother's day 2023 edition happy mother's day so this back half of the show you know i'm calling smart mortgage you know if you want to you want a mediocre mortgage there's a lot of people you can call to get a mediocre mortgage there's Tons of mortgage. you want a smart mortgage you're listening yeah. to them so First story, you know, talking about helping a client save $9,000 in closing costs by, you know, designing the mortgage the smartest way possible. So I had a client this past week, a real person. This is not like made up. He, no, and he we're, could, not, we're not creative
2: enough to actually completely fabricate the story. Could we just be, omit the names.
1: He could be a mortgage banker in training. He So he has an accepted offer. And conversation started at 20% down. And I just said okay let me put together some numbers want to get
2: that 20 percent down which there there is i i'd give people what they want first and then i see if they're open to finding a better way to do things
1: and so the conversation you know kept going and i honestly i don't remember if he opened the door first or if i opened the door first sure but it was some version of like you know what if i didn't put 20 percent down what would that look like well right because he has quite a bit of Cash, obviously, at least 20% down. Right. But
2: like, there's such a balance. It's like, just because you have the money, most of the time would behoove you not to maybe throw all of that into the down payment. It's like, you got, you want a nest egg, you want an emergency fund. Oh, I own a house now and I need to buy all this other stuff that, couches. I, didn't, that I didn't need for my apartment, like yes. a snowblower and a lawnmower and a weed whacker. And that's just the outside. I like myself
1: just bought a new lawnmower. So it's real. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, he opens this door and so we start this conversation. What really helps in all this, he's got great credit, like 800 FICO score. And so when that's the case, yes, when you put less than 20% down, you now have what I believe is the greatest invention in mortgage history, private mortgage insurance. Yeah, which is funny because a lot of people think it's evil incarnate. It is a tool. It absolutely can be a tool. And in the case of this borrower, we picked up the tool and we looked at it because we started at... Uh, maybe like a fifteen percent down payment, mm-hmm. and I think he was maybe taken aback at how how cheap, cheap it was. <laughs> yeah, the PMI, the monthly PMI right. was. I'll just use round numbers. It was like thirty dollars a month. Yeah, in, and, mo- in monthly PMI, and he was going to keep. right in his pocket
2: and and for people who are wondering uh, PMI pricing is also based on uh, heavily on credit score and also how close are you to 20 percent equity and it works in brackets so 15 percent down is the closest bracket to 20 percent down right so the PMI is super cheap there combined with 800 credit score that's why for some people it can be a very useful tool this is not the uh, very few things in the mortgage world are one size fits all so I want to be very clear that yeah. the stories we're talking about, the best thing is to talk to, uh, you know, an yeah. acunate loan consultant like myself or David or, or someone else on our team because we can tell you if these options are for you or, frankly, should not be for you exactly on your situation. So go on. David. So
1: for him, you know, we kind of, we opened the door an inch to 15% down. He and busted and, through. And then, and then he pushed the door open even a little bit more. He's like, how about 10% down? And... The easy math was his monthly PMI was going to be 50, no, 60 bucks a month. Which And, yeah. and he was going to get to keep $50,000 in his pocket. And during the course of our phone conversation, I said, if you could think of it as like you're almost lending it to yourself. Yeah, and if you could you go are. get a $50,000 loan for 60 bucks a month. I I would say how many zeros can I add to that formula?
2: Which, the the PMI I mean the the payment I'm sure also increased because he was borrowing, borrowing more money. More money. Yes. So, like What was the total payment difference between ten and twenty percent down? Do you remember? Because I want to do a very simple about three hundred sixty dollars a month. Okay, so literally, and I know you've done this before because I've heard you say it to customers. If that guy took fifty grand and put it under his mattress, which gained zero percent interest, mm-hmm. and he took three hundred sixty dollars out of that fifty grand every month to yes. make up his payment difference, yes. He could do that for 138 months,
1: that's which is 11, 11 years, 11 and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, that, let alone he could, you know, park that money in a money market well, account and earn right, a little but, juice on it. Exactly. Too. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're, that's a 0% uh, return. Right. But it's a safety net. Yeah. So at the end of our conversation, he's going with 10% down Yeah. because it was, that best balance point, can I, oh, so the other part of that conversation, actually, he's a technology um, worker, like okay? software. Sure. We, we did consider for a second 5% down. Yeah. But as we kept talking about a 10%, what if he wants to go take a job in San Diego and he wants to go sell the house so that he can go take that new job? Right. Having, you know, a down... An amount of equity in the home. Yeah. I, I said to him, I was like, I don't want you to have to say no to a job because you don't feel like you can get out from underneath your place. Right. Yeah. It's about striking that good balance. Yeah. And, I mean, ultimately, he, he could put 5% down. And then it, it's all about having, you know, if you take a new job, do you have to sell your place at a time not necessarily of your choosing? Mm-hmm. Money can solve all of that equation. Yeah. But most of buying and selling homes and new jobs is not about numbers. It's about emotion. Absolutely. So just feeling like you can make that next chapter anytime you want. It was that best balance point for him. All right, I got one more story on smart mortgage when we take this last break. You're listening to Acuna, to uh, the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM six twenty WTMJ.
0: WTMJ, W277 C V and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickers on WTMJ. All
1: right, we're back, and this is part three of the second half of this show, Smart Mortgage. Smart Mortgage. My last client got the accepted offer this week, and while they were writing the offer, I picked up the phone, they they were probably drafting the offer. He was willing to go $10,000 over the list price. Okay. So strong. Yeah. And I called him, his name's Dan, his real name, and I said, Dan, look, if you love this house and you want to make, you know, 10000 it sounds like a lot. Oh, yes, a big number. $10,000. Right? But really, you're not talking about the cash. You're talking about basically leverage. Yeah. And it's $6 per thousand. So you're only talking about, not $10,000, you're talking about $60 Per
2: month, Can can I tell you the way I explain it to my clients? I say, hey, to the sellers, it's $10,000 more to them. To you, it is, what does it do to your monthly payment? Because you're not buying the house in cash. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking, right? (laughs) So truly, to you, it is, what does this do to my monthly payment? Don't think about how much, the dollar amount is kind of irrelevant to you. To the seller, it matters. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But to you, it is, what does this do to my monthly payment? And that's we can talk about that more,
1: obviously. Uh, So the powerful, or well, the punchline then, I just wanted to give him the oxygen to, hey, if you want to increase your godfather offer, basically, make it an extra double godfather offer, (laughs) and he did exactly that. He dialed it up another notch because, let's just say it was another 5,000 bucks. Just for him, like you said, it's five thousand more yeah. to the seller. Like thirty dollars, thirty dollars a month. Yeah. to him. And it's like if this house is worth thirty
2: dollars more a month to you, then it, the the choice is easy. And if it's not, then honestly, you probably don't like the the house that much, right? right. If, if thirty dollars a month is like, oh well, now I'm, now I don't want it. It's like, well, okay, then then the choice is also easy in that respect too. Yes. Yeah. It's a mental hurdle though to th- to think of it that way instead of oh, am I paying X dollars more for this house? I don't want to overpay, right? That's the you know, the common, I'm sure you've heard it a lot from people too. It's like, I don't want to overpay. It's like, well, what does that mean to you? Does it mean a dollar amount or does it mean a monthly payment amount? I have compared
1: homes to engagement rings before. <laughs> and some of it is if you're holding back on the size of the engagement ring, not because you have run out of funds, but because you don't want to, Whoa. I don't think you love the house that much. Careful. <laughs> Oh, I'm serious, right? Like when you buy an engagement ring or a house, uh, Some, that is your absolute right max. Now, an
2: engaged couple is fighting because of I, I,
1: I know, but but walk with me here. Yeah. It's like no, you're when right. you, when you want the house, and you are speaking with Smart Mortgage, yeah, to give you the oxygen to be like you can. Yeah. It's I've said that to clients. It's like. I am not the one that's going to hold you back on buying this house. You are deciding. Our highest use is actually
2: to help you find the way to get your offer accepted. Anyone can pre-approve you, just like anyone can get you a... A mediocre engagement ring? Yeah, a (laughs) cookie-cutter mortgage, right? But it's like our our highest and best use as loan consultants and mortgage professionals is how do we collaborate with you and your agent, your realtor... 100%. ...to get your offer to win. And we have ideas. We have suggestions. So to your point, it's like... you are the only person who's probably going to hold yourself back
1: the other uh, misconception here while we wind down uh, Dear all real estate agents who are listening We can close a purchase in two weeks. Absolutely And I, I've had a couple agents be like 30 days, right? And I'm like we're gonna be sitting around for half the month at this point Unless
2: It's like a home in you know Rhinelander or somewhere way up north. Yeah, it might, you know, but if you're in the five-county metro Milwaukee
1: area Two weeks, bring no it on. problem. Yeah. Well, and th- again, that's another uh, negotiation piece with sellers. Right. You know, you I- sellers if they want, yeah, right.
2: It would be nice if not every single one of our purchases were that. Yeah, best. bring it on. Jason Hansen would, you know, pull out his remaining hair, but we could do it. Ooh, dig. Good. All right. Well, uh, coming that, from huh? a guy who has no hair, by the way. So <laughs> sorry, Jason. Uh,
1: all good. All right. If you don't want a mediocre mortgage and you want a smart Acunet mortgage. The way to get started is clicking on that blue button at accunat.com. That's all the time we have for today. Again, happy Mother's Day. We'll be back. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Same time, same place next week. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. On AM 620 WTMJ.
0: The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage LLC and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.